This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is ESPN Radio. You're probably wondering why we're playing Tony Bennett at this point of the ESPN radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and also on ESPNU with Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman. We got to give it up to the late, great Tony Bennett, passed away at the age of 96. Talk about a life world lived, where he was able to start singing Amber in the 1940s, and he was still making records in the early 2000s with a duet out with Lady Gaga, transferring himself throughout generation, generation, generation throughout the years. 96 years of age, an incredible life, a life well lived. We give our salute to Tony Bennett and our condolences to his family. Rest in peace to the great Tony Bennett who passed away early this morning at the age of 96. I thought for a moment the music had just changed because Alan Yates wasn't here today. Uh, but yes, well, that's why. Now, late, right? <laughs> uh, now the late, great Tony Bennett, though. Uh, yeah, I left my heart in San Francisco, right? Uh-huh. Uh, what an incredible, incredible life. And an unbelievable career. You're right. The longevity of that for a singer, it's really remarkable how he was able to stay relevant through so many decades. It's amazing. When he did that album with Lady Gaga, people say, okay, what's going on here? And it just became a massive success, not just with the critics, but he was able to combine generations, an older generation who had never heard of Lady Gaga or maybe never heard of music. And a newer generation wanted to find, okay, who's this old dude that's singing with Lady Gaga? And a lot of the little monsters, that's her, that, that's the people that follow her, got involved in trying to find out more about Tony Bennett and listening to his music. So, like we mentioned, just a masterful, masterful stylist when it comes to American musical standards. 96 years of age, like we mentioned, a life well lived. Rest in peace, Tony Bennett. Rest 20 in Grammys. Peace. 20 Grammys. Yeah. 20. Yeah. He, he, was, he, he, was, he was that close to getting the 97s while born August 3rd. In Long Island City, New York, in 1926, life well lived, no doubt about that, when it comes to Tony Bennett. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. Always hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to see what you have to say at Coleman ESPN and at Amber W Sports. So a life well lived by Tony Bennett. James Harden does not want his life to be well lived in Philadelphia anymore. He had, Of course, this is what happens now, Amber. People don't just put it out there. It's got to be cryptic. Of course. When it comes to a post on Instagram mm-hmm. or TikTok, Twitter, whatever. He put it out there with this cryptic post on his Instagram story, and I'm going to read it word for word. Being comfortable for so long, it's time to get uncomfortable, end quote. Where have you been comfortable, James? I- Where have you been comfortable? You haven't been anywhere long enough and forever to be comfortable. What is comfortable about a very short tenureship in Philadelphia and a very short tenureship in Brooklyn and then forcing your way out of Houston where you were king of that city? Like, where have you been comfortable in years? Please tell me because everywhere you go, you try to leave, right? When it doesn't work out. Discomfort feels like it's part of James Harden's entire brand. Right. With James Harden, here's the deal. And this is just me fireballing this right now, Amber. He believes that he should be accorded the same treatment that he sees that LeBron James has gotten and has deserved. 
that Steph Curry has gotten and has deserved, even someone that he's played with in the last couple of years. When it comes to Joel Embiid, who's gotten that kind of attention and it's been deserved, fair or unfair, James Harden looks at those guys and says, wait a minute, I know what I've been able to do in this league. I led the league in assists this past season. Yeah, I had my moments once again. Playoff James, playoff Jimmy showed up in two ways. For James, for Jimmy, for, for your man Jimmy down in Miami when it comes to Jimmy Butler, and playoff Jimmy showing up with James Harden in game six and game seven versus Boston, where he completely spit the bit, to use a horse racing term, when it comes to James Harden. We've seen that before. But he still believes that he should be treated a lot better than he's been treated. I'm not talking about the media. That's a different conversation. I'm talking in terms of the fact that he can't believe for one second that nobody wants his services or wants to trade players for him to get him out of Philadelphia for whatever reason, even though Philadelphia is the way is the place he should still want to be because there's still something there with him, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. We're not talking about a team that won only 25 games last year. If they had enough backbone, they would have won game six and game seven after going up 3-2 against the Boston Celtics, and they showed that lack of backbone by losing both of those games, especially Jason Tatum was 0 for the third quarter, and then he went nuclear in the fourth quarter to win that series and win game six and game seven where he went off for 50. You would think that James Harden, as smart as he seems to be, would look at that situation and say, there's no need for me to go somewhere else because it's not going to be better. But he believes that he should be treated accordingly because he is a superstar but not a superstar superstar, and he can't figure out why Philadelphia does not want to give him the extension or want, no, why no team wants to trade for him and part with pieces because of what he's done is James Harden. I don't agree that nobody wants his services. People want his services. It's just a matter of how much are you willing to trade in order to acquire those services. And the asking price from Daryl Morey seems to be pretty high still. And the concern with James Harden is where he's at in his career. He's still early 30s, by the way. We forget that. But it feels like with James Harden that he's on the back end of his career, maybe quicker than most. And also, when it comes to that disappearing act that you just referenced in Game 7s. However, during that series, he did have have two plus 40 point performances, including that game when Joel Embiid wasn't there. He really picked up the slack. James Harden's still good for that. He can still give you that. So I think this idea that James Harden can't be a key contributor on a championship team is overstated. However, you have a point also with where is the championship team, if not Philadelphia? Is that the team that gives him the best opportunity to win a championship? And I don't even know what James Harden wants at this point in his career because there was all those rumors that he wanted to go back to Houston if he went to go back to Houston, I have a hard time believing he's chasing championships at this point in his career or that championships are even part of the equation. Maybe he's just chasing the bag. But then you also hear that maybe the Clippers would be the team that James Harden would go to. And there, maybe he'd be a championship fit, except for there he's on another team where the talent seems really good when you read it on the roster and it doesn't actually pan out in the postseason in a significant way, much like, by the way, the Philadelphia 76ers. So I don't really know what James Harden wants. I know that he wants out of Philadelphia. It does seem like you said that he got disgruntled after they didn't hand him the money that he wanted them to hand him. And yet, if you're Philadelphia, I understand why you were apprehensive about doing that, but also so is every other organization in the league. So it's not that people don't want James Harden. All of these teams still want James Harden he's still got enough left in the tank but it's that he's not going to be the number one and if he's not the number one on your team you don't want to pay him like that and you certainly don't want to trade assets for him like as if he is the teams that want him aren't championship contenders in my opinion I don't have any intel without there but I know if I'm a championship contender that's the last guy I would want because when you wait for him and you hope that this is finally going to be the time 
that playoff James Harden will show up to the level that we have not seen. Like you mentioned, we saw that in game one with Joel Embiid. We saw how magnificent he was in game five with another 40-plus 40, 40 point performance. He had the game-winning shot in game four to tie that series at two. That's why it's maddening when it comes to a guy like James Harden because I'm a James Harden fan. I love the way he plays. But I know once he gets to the playoffs, Amber, I just look away because I know it's going to happen. Tim Legler said it best, ESPN NBA analyst, when we did first take about a month ago. He said when you're that talented, the, the floor should not be five points, five assists in the closeout game, which is essentially what we saw in game seven mm-hmm. on the road against Boston. When you're that talented in a game where they needed to have it from you, in a game seven, like we saw in game one, like we saw in game four, like we saw in game five, your floor can't be that where you're deferring to people and kicking the ball out, but yet you, th- you think you should be treated or accorded that respect as a number one option. What have you done in the playoffs to let people believe that, you know, we should sign up for that guy. We should move on from pieces for our, pre- our present and our future and say, yep, that guy's going to figure it out. When we've seen what his floor has been in previous playoff appearances, I'm not going to hold Brooklyn against him because he was out there on one leg. It could have been easy for him to give up on Kevin Durant. He didn't. I give him a lot of credit for that because a lot of guys would have bailed in that situation. The one time that people expected him to bail Amber, he didn't bail in that situation. But every other time, when things get critical, he either disappears in games or wants to disappear from the organization. And that's a guy I'm not signing up for. I don't care what kind of pedigree James Hart still believes that he has to be a contributor to a championship team in the NBA. My only problem with this conversation when we – center it around that series with Boston is that yes he did have he had those critical games critical games where he was the leading scorer from the 76ers and it was a very James Harden like performance right with all of the volume scoring when game seven he absolutely disappeared in game six and seven he absolutely disappeared but so did Joel Embiid like Joel Embiid that's the problem not James Harden's nine points it's Joel Embiid's 15 points. It's Jason Tatum going off for 51 points in that game. And defensively, the Sixers allowing him to be able to do that. There are problems on this Philadelphia team that extend far beyond James Harden. James isn't supposed to be the guy in Philly. He's not supposed to be the number one. That's supposed to be Joel Embiid. And none of that, for some reason, falls on Joel Embiid's shoulders. And we're talking about the reigning MVP. So to me, that's the bigger problem when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers. The coach staff obviously was an issue as well maybe the 76ers took care of that I think Nick Nurse is a very good coach I think he's going to be a good fit there but James Harden isn't supposed to be the answer in Philadelphia so yes he has not been the answer in Philadelphia but I don't know if he's going to end up being the answer anywhere he's a very good player at this point in his career he can be a key contributor during a series but he can't be the guy you're relying on in a game seven to be fair because Joel Embiid I'm not saying people have given him a pass because I'm not. I said the same thing as well. I'm thinking, look, he said that he was dealing with a, a knee injury that happened. No excuses. Nobody cares. When you're the MVP, when you're the leader of the team, you got to find a way. Now, if you're compromised, injured, then that's a different deal. He was still out there trying to make plays. He had to be better. There's absolutely no doubt about that. The problem with the whole deal with these two is that Daryl Morey, the general manager, the trade for James Hart, put him on the same line Joel Embiid. Because, Amber, you're right. This team has to go through Joel Embiid. You can't have a Batman and a Batman, part of the Justice League. But Daryl Morey told everybody, I got a Batman here, Joel Embiid, and I'm adding another Batman to James Harden. When James Harden heard that, he's thinking, all right, I know I'm on the same level as Joel Embiid, and that's not close to even being the case. So when things went bad, like they did, 
we knew where most of the blame was going to be shifted. And you're exactly right. Joel Embiid has to wear that as well. It can't just be on James Harden. But we got an inkling how this could potentially happen when Dal Moore keeps telling everybody, I believe we can win a championship with James Harden as my guy. And so far, that has not happened in Houston and it has not happened in Philadelphia. You're right that that was a Daryl Morey creation, and now it's a Daryl Morey problem to fix because no he, he did he created that situation because of the relationship that he had with James Harden, a very chummy relationship. Daryl Morey still claiming that they have a good relationship. If the relationship is as good as Daryl Morey claims, then he's going to end up moving James Harden because yeah. that's what James Harden wants. Yeah, and the question is where and how much will be coming back in return? Those questions right now, that pocket is still empty regarding James Harden cryptic Instagram post on his story and what are the 76 is going to do about that. Great stuff from Amber Wilson here on Twitter at Amber W sports. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and channel 80 and also on ESPNU. So major league baseball is having their hall of fame induction happening this weekend, but there's one person who they're not going to let in. That is really bothering our producer, Nuno. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is ESPN Radio. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Always appreciate you joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on your smart speaker by playing ESPN Radio and ESPNU. We're going to find out why Nuno, our producer, is really upset at the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame having their induction this weekend and one particular player will probably never get in. But Viston in Illinois at 888-729-3776. Now, earlier, one of our producers, Mikey C., was supposed to go out on a date. The young lady decided to text him and say, you know, I'm going to go swimming. I'll give you a call later. And she didn't call him later. She wound up ghosting him, and he's not too thrilled about that. So Viston in Illinois 
has a question for Mikey C. Biston, what is it? Well, what I had a question was like when I'm sorry, I'm a little hoarse. I, I got I got off a plane. I'm a little bit sick. You're good. But um, uh, you know, I wanted to know like when you were doing your biopic and she's scrolling through, <laughs> and you're scrolling through. Were you in a swim trunks? Were you by a pool? You know, <laughs> were you were you showing her? You think hey, that would do out? the same thing you do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what were you doing? That's an interesting question. Uh, If she wasn't interested in your biopics to begin with on whatever app you're utilizing here, then she wouldn't have probably initially agreed to the date, right? So I don't think think the problem here was the initial impression from an online perspective from Mikey, because she already agreed to the date. I, I don't think that's what happened. I think she got cold feet on the back end. Yeah. A shirtless pick. I mean, it could help a situation. Is, is it possible that a he, certain way? But Amber, is it possible that he caught her in a moment of weakness? Like that's why she, like she said yes. Cause that, like that happens, right? Like, it does. like, Oh, like it's happened uh, before. Exactly. She's feeling a little lonely. She's like, you know, strikes up a conversation she's like yeah sure i'm not really right. doing anything and then it's just like then she starts thinking about it like that's what it is yeah and, like, that's and, what and, happened and then she it said is, oh my god what yes. have i done yes. it's and it's not necessarily a mikey thing it's just yeah it's what happens to all of us even even those of us that aren't single right like it's what happens to all of us when we make plans like it seems like a really good idea to make plans in a few days and then you get to the day and you're like ah, i really oh, just kind of want to sit at home tonight and watch Netflix or whatever, you know, like I don't really feel like doing these plans that I made. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like she did that, but with the added pressures of an actual date. So I can understand that she would wake up in the morning and it, it, Mikey could be anybody in that scenario, but just going on a first date with somebody who you haven't even spoken to on the phone and you've never even FaceTimed with. And it's just via text. I can understand waking up that morning and just not feeling like dealing with that pressure. I I don't understand any of that. I mean, Amber, you've, you've, known me for a while freddie you know me for like 10 years now at least why not just be like mikey you're a great guy she should have been excited to go out with you <laughs> well that was really rude of her to but it but my, was but my it was rude but it's it, not it just that simple to just put it in that situation that you're a great guy she should have gone out with you because there are plenty of great women and great men where i say man why why are they still single and it could be just anything it could it, it's a bigger world problem not just centering on you it also could be a choice, by the way. We always act like with single people, like, what's wrong with them? It's yeah. like, maybe they want to be single. Like, maybe right. they, they, they have chosen to be single because they don't feel like being yeah. in a bleepy situation with somebody. Thank so you. Exactly. It certainly could be that. Here's the thing, though, Mikey. It's not, again, it's not about you, right? It's yep. about she just, made her I choice. think she wake up, woke up that morning. And it was rude of her to cancel a date that was already set in place. Yep. But she laid the foundation for it. She was trying to do it in the least rude way by texting you in the morning. So right. she texted you first thing that when she true. woke up. She could have yeah. just ghosted me right off. She would have right. just ghosted you if she yeah. was a super rude person. Yeah. She's not a super rude person. That's yeah. why I was telling you what happened in her mind as a woman. Because I know what happened. Like, she woke up that morning and yeah. she's like, I don't know if I feel like doing this today. Because and Amber has done it. <laughs> right. I didn't say I'd done it. Okay. She said she didn't say she hasn't done it, but she didn't deny it either. I didn't. I, I'm not. I will neither confirm nor deny. But she woke up in the morning and she said, I don't. I'm not sure I feel like doing this. So she let you know right away in order to, in the least rude way she could manage, try to set herself up to cancel the date if she so choose. So she hit you with the, 
this might take longer than I expect when I go swimming. Then you hit her with the incredibly rude, (laughs) passive aggressive, Mikey cares way too much, Mikey Mm. doesn't have enough going on in his life aside from her response of, if you care more about swimming than going on a date with me, then fine. (laughs) That's that's what she did. The the mocking voice. The mocking voice. That's what my text sounded like that. Deuce. Shots, <laughs> uh, shots fired, shots landed. Hold on, Amber. Jeez. Y- you have, you must have friend or a friends or a friend that they'll sit there and be like, yeah, you know, I'm single by choice, X, Y, and Z, and you're just sitting there like, no. No, like, you're not. not single by choice. You're single. No, like, they're, they're, they're single yeah. by society, yeah, not exactly. by choice. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, who are you lying to? That is not true, Nuno, because everybody is is single by some sort of choice because there is somebody out there for everybody. That's true. Right? But I sometimes mean, society will make the choice for you. Yeah, I mean, I am shocked at some of these people who have found partners in the world. Let's just put oh it that way. Oh, my God. So. The, 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 I can't tell how many times I've seen a married couple and you interact with them and think, how, how in the hell did you two meet? Right. How, well, how did you delete that from the screen? Attraction's <laughs> a strange, strange thing. Like, Everyone's seriously. got it. It's there. By the Amber Wilson, Freddie coming together on ESPN Radio. We're going to table the GOAT conversation when it comes to a player that Nuno's really, really upset is not going to be done in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. We're going to do that in about 30 minutes. We're going to stay with this because here's... Here's the deal when it comes to interpersonal relationships. More than ever before in 21st century relationships, if you continue to try to meet somebody and not see them and not talk to them, you can't be surprised by the kind of results that wind up happening. I can't tell you how many people were involved in a relationship and then something happened. Why did that break them apart? Because they didn't spend enough time having conversations or seeing each other, and they met either by sliding into DMs or texting Context matters more than ever before. That's how single life is, though, now. Yeah, but that is is how it it works in 2023. And we see how it's not working. Seriously. We're seeing how it's not working. It doesn't. It doesn't, Freddie. I would say that that's sort of an old school argument that I understand, except for right now, Mikey has access to more people, to more women than he ever would have had access to decades ago, right? Like, there is more opportunity to meet people in 2023. But they're not meeting each other. Because of social media, right. because of dating apps. He right. used to, I mean, how did you used to meet people? You would go to a bar, right? Yeah. Or a restaurant. And, I mean, that's not necessarily the, person the best way. And talk to them. Well, I'm not saying that's the best way either, but at least you can see exactly what you could potentially be in for having a visceral reaction seeing that person. It's kind of hard to get that kind of reaction. You're talking to somebody or texting with somebody. Then if you don't have the art of conversation, where is that going to go? Well, How's see, that going to manifest? I, I vehemently disagree. And Mikey would be the better authority on this since he's actually frequenting the dating apps. But I feel like in today's day and age, you have more of an opportunity to get to know somebody then before you even sign up to be in person with them, which I guess maybe it's, this is the female perspective in me, but from the female perspective, that sounds pretty good. Like this girl has an opportunity to meet Mikey, which maybe otherwise she would have no opportunity to run into him in her everyday life. And so she gets to learn things about him before actually being in the physical presence. But how of him are you learning about but how are you learning about him? somebody through text? That's almost impossible. You know, I mean, people have entire relationships through text that you, in 2023, right? That have not ended well. I feel like you could learn a lot from via messaging with somebody, right? It's also me, too. I mean, I got, like, zero personality, so I'm really not no, doing too well on these uh, apps when it comes to that's getting to know. Th- no, that's I'm really Why do you think you have zero stuff. personality? That's what I want to I mean, you certainly have a personality here. Thank I'm you. more an acquired taste, I think, when it comes to to uh, attractiveness of Mikey. I, I, here's, here's my quick question for Do you get nervous in those situations? 
I do a lot of how was your day today. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I'm really guilty of that. Oh yeah, I've been I've been there. It's, it's yeah, the yeah. guy that's like doesn't have anything else to talk to you about except for like Hey, how was your day? How was work today? Yeah. Next day. That's 100% how was your me. day? How was work today? <laughs> Mike, you know how you yeah, solved that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know how you that's solved that problem. That's all you bring to the table, Mikey. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, you got to find new yeah. material, buddy. Yeah, you know, how, you know how you bring new material? Something that happened to you that was really positive, you bring that to the table and find out she's interested. Because yeah, this happened to me today. And she goes, oh, really? Explain. Then all of a sudden you got something. So going talk about there. My, then I'll go. Oh, well, you're talking about yourself. No, no, too no, no. Much. You just saw something not positive that happened. Not too much. It's something too positive much. happened. And then more often than not, she'll say, "Yeah, something happened to me." That either one way or the other, that she can share her experience. Now you got a conversation. Now you got Mikey's something. Mikey's right on. though. You do have to ask questions of her because one of the things that men do get accused of a lot is, is loving not to listening. talk about themselves yeah, and not true. listening to a woman. And, yeah, but, but and that yeah. that's a wrap too. Yeah. We're com- complex creatures, Mikey. I don't know what to tell you. There's a lot of rules here. A lot Mike, of unwritten rules. Mikey, as someone who's married to a woman and is a daughter of a woman, believe me, do not try to figure them out. You're just going to drive <laughs> yourself nuts. I'm telling you right now. Let them figure you out more than the other way around. Mikey's trying to beat a goat on the dating scene, but he has a long way to go when it comes to this goat in the, on the sporting scene. We'll talk about that next with Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman. This is ESPN Radio and ESPNU. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Tell you what, Leo Messi is going to make his debut tonight for Inter Miami, and everybody is excited, especially when they saw him in Publix not too long ago. Amber Wilson, Freddie Cohen together. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio and also catch us on ESPNU. So we got to go down to that place where in Miami, a big star like Leo Messi, a Hall of Fame player, is about to make his debut tonight for MLS in Miami. Luis Miguel Echegaray joins us as an ESPN writer. He's a great follow on Twitter. Hit him up anytime you want at LM Echegaray. Luis, what has it been like with the kind of hype that is there for Leo Messi making his debut tonight for Inter Miami and MLS? Guys, I wish you would ke- just kept on playing that Will Smith, baby. It's so exciting. I love it. <laughs> well, the vibes are literally what that song is describing right now. It's unbelievable. Ever since Lionel Messi arrived to Fort Lauderdale more than a week ago, and really before that, ever since the announcement, because I've been here for a while now writing a, a big feature on behalf of ESPN, the vibes, the energy, guys, has been incredible. Wow. All the way from the beach workers at you know South Beach to the waiters at the diners at North Beach to Buenos Aires, little Buenos Aires, where the Argentinian community 
and Miami is located everywhere. It's just so excited about Messi and Inter Miami because this is, unsurprisingly, as everybody knows, a historic moment, not just for Inter Miami, not just for MLS, but for North America in general. And in terms of training, Messi has been working, building his fitness, because remember, he's not a young buff. He is arguably the greatest player that's ever lived, but he's 36 years old, and this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So as excited as everybody is about Lionel Messi playing tonight, specifically against Cruz Azul, the Mexican team, we have to make sure the head coach, Tata Martino, has to make sure that, he, you know, it's a marathon and not a sprint. So expect about 30 minutes, 20 minutes of action tonight. But guess what? The moment he enters that pitch, the entire South Florida, including myself, will be very excited. They will all be incredibly, incredibly excited. But there's only going to be about 18,000 of them in that stadium. And for context, this is a player, when he was with Barcelona, he's playing in front of 100,000 people each and every game. So how different is this for Messi in terms of the capacity there for Drive Pink Stadium and what he's stepping into in the worst, in the worst team in the entire MLS? Yeah, Amber, that's a really good question because we have to put a lot of context here. Right? As you mentioned, this is a completely different market, a completely different team. Lionel Messi has won the World Cup with Argentina. He knows what it's like to play for massive crowds, including Barcelona, PSG, the national team. In fact, just before he left for Miami, Messi was doing a lot of um, exhibition games in Argentina, specifically for Boca Juniors and as well Old Boys, uh, Newell's Old Boys, which is obviously his, uh, his first love. And these crowds are ridiculous. But Inter Miami is not going to be here, you know, saying to themselves, we're going to be quiet here. Yes, 18,000 is originally the conservative number for that stadium, the DRV Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. But there's been an extension of seats, so it's pushing now more to like 22,000. It's sold out. And it's going to be a smaller crowd. So, but you know what? Messi doesn't care. This is the thing about him. He's an introvert by nature. He really is not really faced by much. He lets his feet do the talking and let the crowd do the talking. I mean, and if you saw the unveiling from, you know, Sunday night, you can see that it doesn't really matter how that it's 18,000 to 22,000 people. This is going to be a very energetic crowd. In relation to the second part of your question, which is very important to note, this is not a good Inter Miami side right now. They're the uh -huh. worst team statistically in MLS, bottom of Eastern Conference. They haven't won a game in the league since May 21st, only a couple of matches in the League Cup, and this is a, another cup tournament. So they just want to win. They just want to win, guys. They, they don't want to have Lionel Messi, arguably the greatest player that's ever lived, and then suddenly, you know, just continue on this rut. So they want to make sure that they get a victory. But the most important thing, because remember, it's a new head coach. Tata Martino is coming in to try and build a new strategy. And it's not just Messi. It's Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba as well, his former Barcelona teammate. He's going to be coming in as well soon. So a lot of new things need to happen with Inter Miami. But the most important thing is to make sure that Messi gets acclimated to the culture, acclimated to the team, and hopefully some victories along the way. Does a great job as an ESPN writer, Luis Miguel Echegatter, excuse me. Hit him on Twitter, LM Echegatter, joining us here with Freddie Coleman and Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio as Leo Messi gets ready to make his MLS due, debut tonight for Inter Miami. I saw a Pele did for the North American Soccer League when he played for the New York Cosmos. How much of that could we see the same kind of effect with Leo Messi playing tonight in MLS, starting tonight for Inter Miami? Oh, Fred, what a question, man. I mean, there's a lot of context here, historically speaking. As you rightly mentioned, Pele 
back in the day when he arrived. By the way, it wasn't a peaceful introduction. I believe he was also injured in yep. his uh, presentation back in Boston as well. There was so much commotion, but he did make a significant statement, of course. It, you know, he had only known one club up to then. It was Santosh. Then he arrives to NASL, and, you know, it took him two years to win that championship as well. But since his arrival... Other big players came in, George Best, Beckenbauer, et cetera. Yeah. And then David Beckham came in 2007, and he's a massive factor in all of this as well. But I believe, Freddie, that Lionel Messi's arrival is the biggest yet. This is the most historic hmm. moment, I think, for not just MLS, as I mentioned, but the overall culture of North American soccer. And there's a few reasons. It's not just because of Messi himself, who has just won a World Cup, by the way, but it's also because of what's happening in America within itself. We're becoming more diverse. The younger demographics are now paying more attention to soccer. It's rivaling the likes of MLB and the NHL, not quite to the likes of the NFL or college sports or even the NBA, but this is a sport that keeps growing. Copa America is going to be here next year, the South American tournament. Then we have the Club World Cup a year after that, which is the likes of Man City and Real Madrid coming to the U.S. And then a year after that, the World Cup. I mean, everything. It's kind of like all the proverbial stars are aligning together for the simple fact that soccer is a massive, massive sport in this country. And Lionel Messi is not only going to catapult this, he's going to quadruple the, the energy around it because he is so big. And being 36 years old, by the way, is not the same what it was like in the 80s or even early 90s or even early 2000s. True. He's a very, very athletic man. I mean, look at Cristiano Ronaldo. 38 years old, still doing his thing. Messi's exactly the same. So I really think that this is the biggest moment for the culture, the sport in America, and him being an Argentinian, him being Latin American. In Miami, it's even more significant. It's amazing. I'm excited. Can you tell? Can you tell I'm excited? No, we can, not <laughs> we at can all. tell, and you should be. <laughs> you certainly should be excited. It feels like, I mean, the MLS has grown so much. You mentioned there when David Beckham came over, and it paved the way for him to have an ownership stake, but I believe that was subsidized by the league, which here with Lionel Messi, although he'll end up with an ownership stake in the future as well, it will not be subsidized by the league. So I feel like that's a testament to where we're at with the MLS generally in terms of its growth and where soccer has grown in this country, but I I wanted to ask you on the pitch because we are talking about the worst team in the MLS and you said that they do want to win ultimately even if he ended up coming stateside to grow the sport and for bigger reasons than just actually winning in the MLS how does he contribute to the winning like is this for the casual soccer fan who's just tuning into the MLS and just trying to get invested in these teams, is this going to go from worst to first quickly just because now of the presence of Lionel Messi? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Because this is not, I, I, I would dare say, you know, sometimes when we think about other sports, I'm thinking specifically with teams and games that require less personnel on the court, like the NBA. You know, all sometimes you need is two superstars, and then it basically changes your franchise. That's really not the case in soccer. There's 11 players on the pitch and they all need to work collectively as a team and as we have already discussed Inter Miami is not doing well however and I'll get back to the strategy in a second but however when it comes to MLS because there's no relegation right no matter how bad your team is you're still going to be sticking around and the fact that by the way the playoff system right in each conference is actually pretty amicable and friendly to every team even if you're doing badly it can still help you Inter Miami are the worst team in the Eastern Conference but they're only 12 points away from the last playoff spot, and they have two games in hand. 
So things can happen and can change. In addition to that, they're in the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup, which is in August. If they win that, that's a spot in the Champions Cup, which is the CONCACAF version of the Champions League. So there's different routes to win trophies, to get some victories. It's not just about MLS. Now, to actually fix what Inter Miami is doing on the pitch, yes, a lot needs to be done. And as I mentioned, they have a new manager, Tata Martino, who's won MLS Cup with Atlanta United and Miguel Almiron back in the day. So he knows what it's like to win in this league. And at the same time, as I mentioned, they have Sergio Busquets. And to me, actually, guys, more importantly, is Jordi Alba who is just arriving in a few days. He's also a former teammate of Lionel Messi. He plays as a defender, an attacking defender that likes to push all the way up and down the field. And that's exactly what Inter Miami needs as well. They need somebody that can protect cover, but can also provide. And that's Jordi Ava. So when you combine those three along the lines of Joseph Martinez and another young players within the squad, I think something could be cooking. I think that the real, real Inter Miami under Messi and Busquets and and Jordi Alba will begin next season. But there's still a chance to maybe win a trophy, as I mentioned, in other tournaments. We'll have to wait and see. And it gets started tonight with Leo Messi making his MLS debut for Inter Miami. Our man Luis Miguel Etigaray will be there as an ESPN writer. Like I mentioned, hit him on Twitter at LM Etigaray. Joining Freddie Coleman, Amber Wilson here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Great stuff, Luis. Enjoy tonight, my friend, and take Luis, care and be well. thank you for mentioning Fort Lauderdale, by the way, and recognizing that's actually where that stadium is right that's now right, because they right. seem to have forgotten that during that whole messy introduction <laughs> thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale in the house. Now put on that Will Smith and Bat Bunny, baby. Messy in Florida. <laughs> thank you very much, Luis. <laughs> it's just funny to me yeah. because Freddie, obviously I lived in South Florida for 20 years. I spent, I spent, I lived in West Palm. I lived in Lauderdale. I lived in Miami for all, so many years. Right. That stadium right now mm-hmm. is like an hour North of Miami. I mean, it is North Lauderdale off yeah. commercial Boulevard. It is not Miami at all. So for anybody who lives in the South Florida right. area, they know it was just funny with the introduction. They come out like, you know, it, Welcome Miami with the Jorge Moss and everything. And it's like, all right, but you're not in Miami. Like, give a little love to Broward County for right now. Giving you the opportunity to have this stadium. That's what I said. Enter Miami. That, like, you're enter close to Miami, even though the stadium is in Florida. Like, Tri County, Miami. Exactly. They are supposed to be building a stadium in Miami. No doubt. Well, maybe Leo Messi will make that happen sooner than later with him making his MLS debut tonight for Enter Miami. So, a lot of people want to help out, not just MLS with Leo Messi. But I'll pour Mikey C behind the scenes when it comes to his dating life. We'll try to find out all about that help next with Amber Wilson and Freddie Coleman and ESPN Radio and ESPNU. But first, it's time for a message from NHTSA. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of sounds that you might hear. You can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You can even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral because if you drive over the speed limit, You could do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is ESPN Radio. But now people want to give advice to Mikey to make sure that this is not a part two, part three, part 88 when it comes to his dating life at triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Absolutely. Everybody always has advice about for the love lorn when it comes to Mikey C. Joey in Detroit, what's your your advice for Mikey C.? Yeah, how y'all doing? Say, Good. man, uh, no, how y'all talking about that texting thing? Most of the time, bro, when I be linking with girls, that's all I do, just be texting. Like, I'll hit them with something like on the gram or like on a dating app or something like that. I'll be like, I like what I see. Then they'll text back, like, all you do is like a little emoji or something. And then I'll just be like, where you from? <laughs> and they I'll be like, where well, I'm from? And then after that, I'll just be like, dude, we can feel sometime when you free. And it'd be that easy for you. And then, worst case scenario, unless they see you or something. I'm trying to tell you, bro, like, she just be like, hey, look, like, you know, I was trying to chill, but if she wasn't trying to, it's cool. Just like, you could have just let me know. Like, don't sound too pressed and don't sound, like, too excited either. There, that, cool. there you go. That's the excellent advice. Yeah. Care because but that's don't where, care. I'm trying to tell you, that is where Mikey went wrong. Mm-hmm. Joey, Joey knows what he's doing. Exactly. Apparently, Joey slides into a good yeah. number of DMs. He has quite the experience. I think that's what we just learned about Joey in Detroit. Yeah. Joey, Joey does know what he's doing because Mikey's response should have been, uh-huh. that's cool. Like, I, I wanted to see you, but, like, no, no worries. Yeah. I got a whole yeah. lot of other yeah. life going yeah. on with or without you. Yeah, he gave you a PhD in exactly how to manifest that to your own benefit. Yeah, I need to. I'll, I'll study yeah. that yeah. call later. Yeah. Be more yeah. like Joey. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not the yeah. types of DMs he slides into right. because yeah. I have a certain impression now in my mind exactly. of what Joey's doing on the ground, but, but nevertheless. But you got to respect the game because the game knows the game when it comes <laughs> to Joey. Mike in Pennsylvania, but you got a dating advice from my man, Mikey C. Hey, I got to tell you, this is Mike from State College. Okay. It's Mike, Mikey? I think that's the problem. Who's Mikey? It's like that scene <laughs> from when Harry met Sally, Sally and Billy Crystal goes, Sheldon? To Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. like Sheldon, do this, Sheldon, do that. Like Mikey's not a grown-up name. Sorry. Okay. Well, right. she doesn't know me as Mikey C. Okay. So I believe she only knows me as Mike. Okay. Or Michael. How, how yeah, about so Michael? that wasn't part of the problem. Yeah, so yeah. that wasn't it. No, that Thanks. wasn't it. No, the name had nothing to do with the issue. <laughs> Unless she listens go. to this show, then it might have been. Part and then of the I'm problem. really in trouble if she <laughs> listens to the show. Well, not not so much because maybe just maybe by. Us putting that on blast that she may have said, you know, maybe I should have done a little bit more right by you to give you an answer. All right. Well, then hopefully, hopefully she is listening to the show. I got it recorded for her. Don't worry. <laughs> JC. Gosh. Good Lord. JC in Alabama. Advice from Michael. Hey, what's up, Mikey? See, let me help y'all real fast, brother. When she mentioned she was supposed to be swimming, my dad. Right. You were supposed to be like, look, I'll go swimming with you. I love to come chill with you at ticket with you at the pool or something. Like make it seem like you was interested in show. I had thought about she, that option. Yeah. If she still blew up, then you'd have been like, all right, well, I I go kick it with my homeboys and then 
that's when you get another chance to decide to DM again about the, uh, what you're trying to hook up on what day was Thursday, you know what I mean? Amber's shaking uh, that her head no I that mean, one. that dude's relentless. That yeah. does not work for me. I do not want you to invite yourself to the activity that I am using to, to blow get away you from you. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, thank you. I there is there is an assumption there that I do not want you to make. That's fair. Amber's like, I'm not extending the invite to the blow off. I'm no. not doing that. Also, I don't want you hanging out at a pool with me the very first time that we're That's hanging true. out. That's right? true. Yeah. Especially assuming that the, I think she's doing it for exercise. Right. But even if she's doing it to lay out and get some sun. Yeah, that gets to be creepola territory. Yeah, when you're inviting yourself to that, don't yeah. invite yourself to the activity yeah. that I'm using to quite literally avoid you. Yeah, put put it this way, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider this a loss, Michael. I'm not gonna call you Michael C anymore. You're yeah, not, you're yeah, the Michael Michael. Yeah, that, that could help. Go yeah, with it, yeah. Michael C. Okay, yeah. all right, Michael C. There we go, Michael <laughs> C. I'm not gonna consider this a loss. I consider this an experience that you got some advice. Now it helps you going forward. How's that sound? I definitely came out of today a better man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and so have we, men or women. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman. Have a great weekend. Greeted with Mike Greenberg is next. We'll see you on Monday right here on the mighty ESPN Radio. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.